Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Falcoholic Podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. This is your host, Kevin Knight, here to give you an update on a few things that we've been working on. So as you guys know, we do shows at on Wednesdays at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. We also do post-game shows following the games. Uh, you can also now uh, subscribe to the show on Patreon to get some exclusive benefits, including ad-free versions of these podcasts. And also, we have started our Discord server, which was a requested feature. So look for the link on YouTube or on our Twitter page if you'd like to go join the conversation on Discord. Without further ado, guys, enjoy the show. Thank you. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Live's Week 15 post-game show. I am your host, Kevin Knight, at Kevin on Twitter, here to bring you the finest Falcons versus Bucks takes. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, it, it, I just like I can't. I can't like do it anymore. You know, like like I think earlier in the season, if you guys were here, it was like, oh man, they blew that game. I'm like so pissed off. You know, I'm, I'm really pissed off. They blew this game, but it's like I I just can't. You know, I, I can't. I can't make it work anymore. You know, it's like it's so obvious that they're gonna blow it. It's like honestly, it would be surprising. It would be more surprising if they didn't blow it. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, they blew it again. Okay, I don't. I guess I don't care. Like it's just, uh, man, it's it's wild to be in a season where it's almost like we've kind of been worked up to this loss. Like we just kind of expect it to happen. Uh, and it's it's a sad state to be in for any NFL team, not just a, a team like the Falcons, but for any fan base that we're we're conditioned to basically expect this team to suck to 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 hit this level of ineptitude like it, it just uh, it's like clockwork uh and it, it's really really sad um and i just don't really know you know uh, there's nothing they can do about it i mean if we're being honest like there's there's no way for them to like fix it you know there's there's no way really for the team to address it in any meaningful way um because it's 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 systemic right it's it's an issue with more than just a player or more than just a, a single coach. It's like it's like a, it's ingrained in this team's DNA and I, and there's the only way to get out of it is to just it's to clean house. Like every coaching staff attached like every every coach attached to, to this team just needs to go and it I think it's it's honestly just like a purge of spirit as well as a, a purge of staff like uh, and i think that's the the best the best way for for the falcons to move on um but you know we should probably talk about the actual game and then we're going to get to a, a lot of draft takes um so you know i know you guys want to talk about the draft obviously the draft pick 
did improve uh, with this loss. So, I mean, if you're looking for a silver lining, that's where we are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. We're in a rough spot. Uh, and I don't really know where to start. So, okay, give me one second here. I'm going to think about it. Um, and we are going to be joined by Adnan Ikic. Adnan, you know, noted Matt Ryan hater, Adnan Ikic. Um, shout out. Shout out to the stream for coming up with that one. But, uh, yeah, he'll be here in a little bit. He's finishing up some, you know, some work for the site. Uh, so, you know, we appreciate Adnan's hard work and his dedication to his craft. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, if you are enjoying the show, uh, please throw a like. Uh, we appreciate that. It helps other folks on YouTube find us. You can subscribe to the channel with that subscribe button. That really helps us out as well. Uh, and in case you guys weren't aware, uh, we have a, a community Discord server uh, that you can check out. The link is, is floating up on the screen there from time to time. The Patreon is live. Uh, we've got some patrons on there now. That's a fun little community you can be a part of. Uh, unlock some, some perks. Support us in the meantime. And uh, if anyone has burning questions or just wants to throw some support at the show, the link for donations is also in the show description. Um, so in the meantime, uh, we've got Eric Robinson making a surprise appearance. So one sec, let me help Eric get in here. Hey, Eric, what's up? What's up, brother? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? All right, hold on. Let me make sure I got... There we go. There's Eric. Hey. All right. Yes, welcome inside the... Oh, it, live it, yeah, it's, uh, Adnan's coming. He had to finish up that. Uh, I think he called it the James Carpenter Dick and Balls article. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, shout out to Adnan, really putting in the hard work for the site. We appreciate that. But uh, yeah, it's just us right now. So I was just talking about how I was not surprised by the uh, the late loss, and it, like it's it's losing its emotional impact for me. But how does it feel for you? Does it still burn? Bro, it's another game. <laughs> Just another, another one. Game, another week. I I laugh. I laugh at individuals that like are at this point in the season and they get frustrated by a loss like that. There's no need to get frustrated. Like you should already know what the team is at, at this point. And I think that is the difference between you know guys like me and you. You know, who, you know, we studied the team enough and we pretty much know the identity of this team. We pretty much know this team like the back of our hand at this point. Like, that's just, that's who they are, man. Like, I I called it right at halftime. I said, look, I expect the Bucks to flip the script in the second half. And they did. Yeah. So it's not a surprise to me at all, man. Like, it's, there's no (laughs) need to, it's week 15. This team is far away from the playoffs. This team is far away from being, you know, a, a capable team of holding their own. Right. It is who they are, man. It is It is who they are. It's really, really sad. Um, and I wish that it wasn't so. But like I was, I was saying a minute ago, it's just like there's not really anything that we can do about it. <laughs> like this no. year. Like nothing. nothing's really going to change. Um, and it's yeah, sad. No. But, you know, what, what do we do? Like uh, we can't like can literally everyone. Like I think you don't – I don't think you can fix this without getting rid of like literally every – everyone like i think you have yeah. i mean the coaching staff not not players but yeah. the coaching staff at least and for for those that want to think that people are that are trying to throw shade and jabs and stuff like that like come on man that don't phase me more like i know what the team is like you try to you try to you know troll online like it's is going to be pretty pointless it's not going to get my needle moving at all like right the team is bad like we all know that so it is what it is, man. Like, 
And I feel like some people, some people are still surprised by the fact that this is still going on. And again, like I say, it's it's not much of a surprise to us because yes, they got rid of Dan Quinn, which right. they should have done. Yes, they got rid of Thomas Dimitrov, which they should have done. But this, I don't know what more evidence you need to say that this team needs an influx in talent across the board. Like, I, what else do you need? Yeah, I mean, the the guys, the culprits that were behind the inconsistent play are gone and it's still happening. Like I, people, people want to argue, argue me all the time about wanting to take a guy like Michael Parsons in the first round. I'm like, man, if Michael Parsons can be the best player on his defense next year, I just, I, I don't yeah. get it. This, this, today, this second half was a clear sign to me that this defense needs difference makers. Right. From the, the back. They couldn't make a play <laughs> all in the second half. No, it's sad. And, and yeah, all. it's really sad. And, like, honestly, like, and that's the thing, like, we saw in the first half, like, they have pieces. Like, I think, I think a really quality staff can yeah. come in here. And, like, it's not like a, a barren wasteland of talent. Like, it's, it's, we've yeah. got pieces. And welcome to Adnan, by the way, uh, who's getting in here now. Um, like they have pieces to build around, but like, I just think the overall leadership is so lacking and the, the coaching is so lacking. Like Morris has done better, but like, honestly, it would be hard to be worse. Like they were literally the worst defense in the league under Quinn. So like now they're just like passable and everyone's, you know, not saying you guys in the chat, you guys are very enlightened. You're watching the show, but you know, other people like they are, you know, saying like, Oh, we're here. Morris, the defense is like good now. Like, no, it's, it's still not good. I mean, it, it's like, it's just not the league's worst anymore. So they're, they're- they have pieces, like you stated. You know, Grady Jarrett is a piece. Deion Jones is a piece. Ola Wilkin is a piece. AJ Terrell, Keanu Neal, those guys are, are key pieces. But they don't have those guys on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have those guys that late in the game, when the team needs to make a play, Devin White is that type of talent. Yeah. When the, when the defense needed to make a play, he made arguably the two biggest plays of the game for the defense. Yeah. That's what they that's what this Falcons defense needs. They have complementary pieces, but they don't have enough of those guys to say, hey man, you know what? I'm I'm one of the best players in the league in my position. I'm elite. I need to make a play. Like they don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And welcome also to, to Adnan, like I said earlier. He is at Say Which Way on Twitter. Adnan, uh, how how are you doing today? Oh, uh, sorry fellas, you know, Matt Ryan <laughs> had a good game, so I just you know, yeah. couldn't even show my face in here. Right. Yeah, it took you a minute. Yeah, you had to like steal your resolve. You know, to face the the Matt Ryan hive. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, yes. You know, the Matt Ryan hive is a it, it's a very 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 dangerous hive out there for yes, uh, it is such as myself. Yes, exactly. We have we no quarter here for the Matt Ryan haters. So, but yeah. Uh, before we before we get Adnan's take here, I do want to shout out uh, George Costanza for the five dollars. Thank you so much for your support, brother. Uh, he says, I was so worried when we were up 17-0 in the third. Then I remembered, we're ATL, damn it. We rise up. The draft board, that is. Well done. Also, I'm off the offensive line draft selection. Let's go QB first round. A question to follow out of characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, he ran out of characters there. But, yes, thank you so much for your support there, brother. And yeah, What's that? That, that I mean, going quarterback first round is fine with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he, he was a team, I think, hashtag Team Wyatt Davis, hashtag... Panay Sewell. So I guess he's he's saying, you know, maybe now that we're going to be in the top five, almost certainly, like, you know, it's at that yeah, point, at that point, it's, yeah. Sewell's yeah. not falling past Cincinnati. No, he's not. But, like, you know, 
Uh, oh, we're probably um, getting a quarterback. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of the tank, we're now uh, slated to pick fifth. Yes. Uh, after uh, the Cowboys won today, they Hell beat the 49ers. Yeah. We're yep. that close. We're, we're coming, closer, Micah. man. We're coming, Micah. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, we we jumped the Cowboys and we jumped the Chargers this week. That's we right. on Thursday night, so it was a very, very successful and opportunistic <laughs> week. Yes, yes. Uh, the Texans almost won today too. Uh, they're right on. They're nipping on our heels right now. Yeah. At uh, pick six. They are. But um, yeah, with the last two games being against KC and the Bucks. We will need Carolina to win one of these last two games because they will have the strength of schedule tiebreaker over us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's a nice spot to be in. You know, I, I was getting kind of worried there. I was like, damn, here we go again, eliminated from the playoffs, and um, you know, playing some some great football like the last two years. I, I hope I hope listeners don't get us confused. We're not we're not saying the team should tank. We're not saying the team. Um, you know, need to go out and lose games on purpose for better draft stocks. We're just the ones that are looking at it like, hey, this is an opera, this is a golden opportunity. You know, if they lose, great. If they win, oh, okay, all right, it right, is what it is. Right. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's always nice. nice to watch a win. I mean, especially against a team like the Bucks. Like that would have been a pr- an impressive win if they yeah, pulled yeah. that off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even. I'm not going to take that from. Them. They were able to do that. That would have been a pretty impressive win but they lost okay it is what it is we're one step closer to getting a, a elite player on the roster now one thing i do want to talk about and i said it on the last show and i've said it pretty much every week todd Gurley is a waste of time okay? <laughs> yes you know smith is like so much better like clearly better one carry minus one yard five million damn dollars dude I, I don't want another Georgia fan coming at me on Twitter saying, man, you know, they don't feed him enough. No. <laughs> Hashtag feed Gurley. Yeah, but what about that missed pass block uh, on third down? Which he was that young boy who field goal? He doesn't have it. It's gone, man. Todd Gurley is cooked. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what else you need to know. Todd Gurley is cooked. He would never be the Todd Gurley of old again. Yeah, but if we bring in Jake Fromm, that'll that'll shock him back to his Georgia days. You know, it'll be a nice dog's offense. Let's bring him in, and then let's get Sonny Michelle to compliment him. And then, hell, why not just bring, you know, why not just, you know, slide a blank check to Kirby Smart and see what he wants to be the head coach? Let's just turn into the Georgia Falcons. How about we just do that? Hey, well, we have as many championships as the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. That's coming from That's cold. Yeah. We just have to laugh at it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Just like we laugh about the Falcons, you know. But, uh, all right. This is, here's, uh, here's George's the second half here. George's question. Another $5, brother. Thank you so much. Our benefactor, George Costanza. Also, uh, our Falcoholic level patron on patreon uh george is like really pulling his weight here so we, we appreciate george uh, a lot so i can tell you right now george i can't read the second part here just because uh i have to have like some modicum of respect for fellow uh quote-unquote journalists uh that'll be the shade that i'm throwing so uh but you know everyone else on the stream i'm sure could see it so so it was there but uh i'll read everything else so uh george says we blew a 17 point halftime lead real question though Everyone's on the Fitz bandwagon, so that's the Northwestern head coach. 
That'll be the dumb shit Blank will do. Hiring ho- over Link- hiring him over Lincoln Riley. Thoughts on Fitz as a possible head coaching candidate? Who is that? I don't think he's saying that, anyone's saying that, but he's just like, oh yeah, that would be dumb if they just decided I, to hire some I, I, I don't think Blank goes the college route at all, to be honest. I think he's going to get one of these NFL assistants. But, you know, who knows? Who, who knows what, what uh, he has on his mind right now? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind for it, but I don't think it's going to be Pat Fitzgerald. Um, bro, I'm telling you, after watching the Bills offense go off again last night, like Brian Dobble is is looking better and better. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Brian Dable's been great. That's Brian been Dable real good. And Arthur, Arthur Smith, are, the, the two of them are looking really good week after week. Um, you know, it's – it's. I, I'm interested in seeing – literally, I'm interested in seeing the very first, like, head coaching candidate that they interviewed. Because I think that's going to say – that's going to say a lot. That's probably going to be, I would say, the favorite. Just the first guy when the season's over with, the first guy that they go after. Like, I mean, God. It, it, it's really, it's what they do from here on out. I think today when it comes to guys like Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan showed that he still has it. He can still play. You know, we, we had the questions last week after the Chargers, and you come out here in the first half, and he played a hell of a first half, man. I can't, I can't, I can't fault him for what happened in the second half because the blocking wasn't there. Right, it wasn't him. The blocking simply wasn't there. Um, but I think Matt showed that you know he he's definitely capable of keeping around again for 2021. Yeah, so that can, that can play a part in the head coach. Oh, he looked great even without uh, Julio today. Like that was one of his best games of the season yeah ridley was so dominant my goodness he was just torching the puck even when like carlton davis was in there like he was just torching him yeah. and, and if not for an absolutely beautiful play by antoine winfield in the end zone yeah he would have had two touchdowns yeah that was unfortunate here's i know that you know it's four quarters worth of football i get it to me i want to say the play of the game or the thing that the play that was closest to being like I guess the most important player of the game that actually told the story the Carlton Davis pass breakup in the second quarter um, that forced the field goal mm-hmm. that would have gave him a 21-0 lead but instead they had to kick the field goal of course and then mm-hmm. uh, they scored right after they scored after that They scored, they're, they're, I think um, their next possession in the second half they came down and scored a test on of course to narrow the lead to 10 I think that was a very important play because it he was open. Ryan did not put enough on it. He kind of floated it out there. And to me, those are the small type of plays that you need when you're trying to get an upset. Like, that was a momentum swinging play, in my opinion. Yeah. And, yeah. and not only that, the, but the Falcons also were uh, were the victims of some unfortunate luck on that Scotty, Mid- Scotty Miller fumble where right. Grady uh-huh. Jarrett went over there. Had a beautiful play, just like punching it out. Grady Jarrett chasing down the slot wide receiver, first of all. And right. it, it just came by like an inch where the Falcons would have recovered it right there. And I mean, I, I don't think this game is close if the Falcons get this get that fumble recovery. Another maybe less than a half a second. Oh yeah. Easily. Easily. He would have got it. And those those plays you you can never discount the, the value of momentum. Like those are the type of plays you need when you're trying to pull off an upset. Yeah. And when it didn't go in their favor, like that was that it was almost similar to the Edelman catch in the Super Bowl. 
Like, those are the type of plays that happen. And when you're on the opposite end of those, like, that drains you completely. Because, like, oh, my God, we were that close from flipping the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, I always go back to that play in the Super Bowl with Edelman, where, you know, he, he caught the ball right before it hit the ground, where it had, like, three different Falcons had an opportunity to get it. Like, that's the type of play you look at and say, man, that would have that would have flipped a lot. Yeah. yeah, it hit Alfred in both hands. Like, we'd still be talking about how great Robert Alfred was. <laughs> Robert Alfred could live here forever, and no one would ever, no one would ever, you know, fault him. So. Yeah, he'd never have to pay for another drink in Atlanta again. Never, never. Yeah, he, he, won, he won his Super Bowl, two interceptions, big six. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I, I would build a statue. Like, I don't care. Like, do whatever you want, man. You win that Super Bowl in Atlanta. You're, you're a hero for all time. So, uh, all right, we've got a couple tips here to read. First of all, we got Eli Amberson with the $1. Thank you, brother, for your support. He said, uh, this is this is directed to Adnan, I think. You know, Dirk Cutter's genius scheme is really brought down by noodle arm Matt Ryan. Am I right, Adnan? Hashtag, well, hashtag DK for life. Oh, now, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> like, you, you know, had we had Matt Schaub in there, ooh, like Tom Brady would have had no chance. How, how many times has Tom Brady come back against Matt Schaub? Right. Like, no, yeah, he well, hasn't. Schaub has a, yeah, he hasn't. Like, yeah. Oof, we should have like, known. Dirk, yeah. Man, it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot easier for Dirk Cutter next year with a uh, with a rookie quarterback when he's the head coach of this football team. And you got to keep the continuity. You got to keep the continuity. That's the, it's the most important thing. It's the most yeah, important yeah. thing. Yeah, we don't even have to win these last couple of games. Just the fact that we, <laughs> just the fact that the players had fun. You yeah. know, it's that's, that's what I care be a about. Continuity of fun going yes, into the next yes. season. That's that's what really matters. That's what really. Matters. <laughs> you know what? I would have that I didn't see from a guy like Raheem Morris. A second half timeout in the middle of <laughs> right, like in the middle of you know that the Bucks are just you know flipping the game, like it, it happens in college football. You know, coaches see the momentum swing and they take a timeout and they get their players on the sideline and kind of talk them up a little bit. That would have been that would have been an interesting move by Raheem. Yeah, you see, well, wait, so you don't count that terrible challenge he had on that Grady? What the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, that counted as a timeout. You know, it, it, we went to commercial break. Yeah, Bob, you know what happened? Bob, Bob Sutton fell asleep upstairs. And then, like, his head hit the button to page Raheem and say, challenge it. That's what it was. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell told him to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tyler Russell, for pointing out uh, Travis Kelsey just scored a TD. So my fantasy team is in good hands. Uh, it's being challenged. I was be ch- well, you know, just don't they rain on my parade, right? They they made they forced the fumble on Le'Veon. He picked it up and ran it into the end zone. Oh, like okay, 30. I see. Yeah. Also, shout out Andres Maroto, Maroto uh, for the subscription. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate that. Uh, and then we got one more tip from uh, Gary Stafford with the ten dollars, brother. Thank you. We appreciate you too, Gary. Gary's like our second place benefactor. Uh, he's consistently he's always here throwing that throwing that that sweet that sweet bread to us so we appreciate you gary um so he says are we the only team in the nfl that doesn't make halftime adjustments i don't know the jets probably are up there with us on that one but that's not exactly like company you want to be with but uh yeah, yeah the jets I mean. may win today they're up 10-0 <laughs> oh, oh yeah thanks for pointing that out george yeah i was i was gonna give you one free but uh yeah george george with another five dollars again brother thank you so much uh he says tank shots Hashtag tank shots times three for my donation. He's right because uh, 
he has tipped five dollars three times so because you know i was hoping he wouldn't notice because i hadn't really announced that i was doing that yet but uh he says time to get kevin drunk because drunk kevin is fun kevin well i, I like to think i'm fun at all you know all levels of sobriety but thank you uh and Adnan, he wants to know what non-alcoholic beverage you're enjoying uh this <laughs> is it's not it's a balkan drink it's oh, okay. uh it's very citrusy and orangey oh, so cool. you know it, it's like a sparkling orange juice oh nice nice all right shout out to, to balkan drinks i don't think i've ever had one so i'm gonna have to try one now yeah. just because yeah, of that. very delicious it's like a powder mm-hmm. like an orange powder and it goes into like water and you mix it up so you know it's a uh, it's nice engineering you just press down here and then you ah. like mix it up oh cool so it's like built in yes that's awesome all right i'm gonna have to look that up because that, that sounds actually really cool I, I love orange drinks too but uh, all right george also says uh did did kelsey ever apologize to you kevin <laughs> i know you aren't into the drama but that still ticks me off I don't think she's ever going to apologize to me. I, I don't expect it, but just the fact that all of you guys like really got onto her about it—that was enough for me. So you know, that was enough for me. I'm, I'm, you know, I can, I can move on from that. Uh, but I, I appreciate you guys' support. You know, she was definitely in the wrong. But uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so we we appreciate that. I'll, I'll get right to work on this, George. Uh, but yeah, we should also continue, you know, the show and, and while I'm doing, you know, the, the hashtag tank shots. So. Um, we know we, we brought up Ridley because Ridley had an awesome game. Um, how about uh, Matt Gono though? Like stepping in, um, you know, I think he was playing. Cause I, I think um, Caleb McGarry didn't get a full week of practice in because of his personal matter and missed last week as well. But Matt Gono, man, I, I, he had he had a key block on one of those um, third down conversions. That little shuttle pass to Ito, where he just like he, yeah. like first of all, shout out to Ito because like Ito isn't getting a lot of chances to to showcase. But he's like he really does look like a prime Devonte Freeman out there. Like his vision is so far and ahead better than every single other running back on this roster. And like you can tell, he knows what he's supposed to do on the damn play. Like, no offense to Brian Hill, okay, a little bit of offense to Brian Hill. Like he would have just barreled ahead. Like, okay, it's time for me to get this first down. Here I go. Like Ito caught the ball, took a few steps, saw the defender there, and was like, you know what? I should wait for my blocker. And he just sat there for like a, a half a second, and waited for Gono to actually finish the block. And then snuck snuck for a few more yards for the first down. Like, that's what you need. It's not just about how, you know, how fast I can go or, like, how many, you know, how thick I am or whatever. Like, you have to read the play and, and have patience sometimes. And I was really impressed with, with Ito's moves there. But are, are there any players you guys want to shout out? It can be the same ones. It's fine. Um, Foyle had a good game. Like, he was covering <laughs> Gronk well. Uh, Gronk had that, like, insane catch where Foyle was all over him, though. You know, just nobody in history is ever gonna like, like defend that. Like you could not not have defended that one better. But that was better offense. Um, Dion had a sack. You know, the, the linebackers are good. Like our linebacking core is is good. Like we have that, we have that set moving forward. And you know, it, it's a nice thing to have where you have a very strong position group, and they're just. You expect them to get better and better as the years go go on. If if this team only had could get a pass rush and you know improve the secondary a bit, like this defense has a chance to be really really solid next season. And you know, shout out to uh to Dante Fowler. He uh, he's gonna ca- he's gonna cash another check <laughs> after this game. Yeah, look at my look, shout out to my video this week where I break down base salary and how that it is you know divvied out between all sixteen games and that you know Dante Fowler's out there catching them checks. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I, you know what I'm gonna I'm he he took my shout out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give another one to Fowler. You know, 
it's it's fine that you know you don't want to show up to the games or even <laughs> if you, you want to go out there and rock 56 like you're fucking Lawrence Taylor or something and not do a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him, man. He's he's giving it his all, man. You know, four quarters of tough, you know, physical football. Hard nose play where you're getting pancaked by every single yeah. offensive tackle in the league. Just to get that one, just to register that one QB pressure, man. I'm pretty sure he put in a lot of training this offseason. He did. He worked hard for that, man. That uh, one quarterback. Uh, hey, they, they love Fowler down at the bank. Yeah, like you know, he's a star player down there. He can't be a star player. Oh yeah, man, they're 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 making sure he diversifies his portfolio. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> he's putting in that work. Man. Yeah, I can see 70, 70 plays on the field, man, and I can see it's paying off. He's getting that quarterback pressure right there, man. Yeah, right? and he's he's getting it in the fourth quarter too. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, at least Vic uh, Beasley gave the Falcons that one 15 and a half sack season, okay? He gave us something. What has Fowler given us? So. <laughs> oh, thank you. No. All right. no, but Vic Beasley, like, compared to Fowler, Vic Beasley's Vaughn Miller. Right. Vic Beasley had, like, nine sacks last year. Right. What the hell, man? <laughs> compared to Fowler, I mean. What the hell are you doing? I mean, no, I do wonder if, like, Fowler – it just checked out, which is also not a good look. But like, I I do wonder, like, because I don't, they could get when rid of him. He was done the damn thing all season. So okay, I, he... I know. I'm not saying that he was good. Well, he did. He was hurt to start the season, so that was part of it. But like, I'm, he has not been good. Like, first of all, this is not an excuse for Dante Fowler. Like, he has not been good. And like, if you're checking out ever, that's not good. But I do wonder if a new coaching staff could come in and possibly get more out of him. I also wonder if they'll just decide that he's totally not worth it and just eat the dead money and cut him. Because they, they still save, like, $4 million by cutting him. I mean, they're on the hook for, like, $14 million in dead cap. But, like, it does produce some savings still. It's not a lot. I, but I think the only way that happens is if they have uh, a guy in mind who they agree to a contract to, and that $4 million is the difference. Yeah. yeah. Because, because if, not, if you don't have, like, a guy, then it's like... He didn't even register on the box score. No, he doesn't. He, he's just an invisible man. I mean, I was just watching him... Get domed he's not, by. He's not listed at all on the box score. <laughs> I was just watching at him get all. domed by Donovan Smith, who was like an average left tackle, like just not making any plays. Uh, that's just how it is, uh, unfortunately. Uh, all right, I feel like one of us could like at least luck into a QB pressure in seventy snaps. Oh, at man. least, yeah. Vic Beasley oh, would have. Like oh. at, at least uh, I won't really like I'm not gonna say I'm gonna make any plays on the field, but at least I'll be like in the vicinity, like somewhere. One at of least us, once. One of us can touch the quarterback to get that half a sack. I'm pretty sure one of us can get that. He's uh, not even on the damn box score, man. Come on, are you uh, serious? Like not even a half sack. I don't think I'm getting a half sack in an in, in NFL game. Not, not even close. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that. But like. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I can go out there and I can get pancaked. Yeah, I mean, I, no. I'll do it. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Getting I half, I'm getting a half sack at least. I'm registering a half sack because I'm going to be in the right place at the right time. If you and my play... hand is going to be on the quarterback's back when he gets hit by Grady Jarrett and he lands in my direction. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I got that half sack. Right yeah, there. yeah. I, you just got to put the pressure on. Yeah. Fowler can't even get his name on the box score. That is incredible, dude. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's wild. It's wild. All right. We got a uh, donation. $10 from Ken Ballard. 
Thank you so much, brother. We really appreciate your support. He says, or asks, who is the best leader on the team? We need Eric Bieniemy. Well, absolutely, I agree we need Eric Bieniemy. Um, in terms of Julio. best leader, I mean, it's probably Julio, right? Like, Julio's not a rah-rah type of guy, but, I mean, you could see it. They showed him on the sidelines. Like, he was, um, you know, giving pointers to Ridley. He was talking to guys. I mean, he was, like, talking to the coaches, like, probably telling them, like, hey, Dirk, you know, don't run this shit. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, on defense, they do have some guys, too, but, yeah. I mean... Like, uh, even though he's not a, a very good football player this year, Ricardo Allen's a pretty good leader. Like, yeah, you know, he is. He is. Yeah, I think it, he's going to be a really good coach. That, yeah. It's not his fault that he's not athletic enough to play the position anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Also, big shout-out to Myth Randir. Uh, I love that name, by the way. It just reminds me of Lord of the Rings, which is like my favorite movie. Uh, $20 tip, Myth Randir. Brother, thank you so much. Um, he says, haven't watched a Falcons game in a month. Yeah, man, we missed you. We missed you, man. We usually see you in here. These recaps where we shit on the team is the most enjoyable part of Falcons football at this point. <laughs> I've been doing like, it a lot this year. I would like to think it's a little more, you know, enlightened than that. But, you know, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's all we have, right? I mean, we can kind of come in here and, and shoot, shoot the breeze with you guys. Um, you know, talk about some positive things, I like to think. But mostly it's just shitting on the team, yeah. Uh, but they make it they make it so easy they make it so easy i mean we're not atlantafalcons.com to be like all right guys (laughs) like you know it's just all rainbows everything's okay there goes our credentials (laughs) we never had them to begin with so there you go we never had them to begin with come on (laughs) um it's been many many a week i don't even know who these guys are they just invited me on here today so you guys still yeah you know i'm open you know i will take your call yes eric eric is the neutral one he he does not support you know the slander of the team but no uh yeah i mean it's yeah it's a rough situation give a tip of the cat to keanu neal man yeah that guy has he's played his ass off this year you know, yeah, um, he, yeah. he's looking like his normal self. He's out there. He's stumping guys, you know, and I'm pretty sure Mike Evans had flashbacks. I'm per- pretty sure Mike Evans is going to wake up tomorrow thinking that Keanu Neal is standing over him or something like that. Um, even Fournette, he, when he popped Fournette in that first quarter, man, I'm pretty sure Fournette was like, damn, I didn't, I didn't expect that. <laughs> right. But he's, he's back. He's just, he's his normal self. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see him healthy and out there being the Keanu Neal that we know. Yeah, I, I think he played himself into like a, a new contract with the team over the second half of this season. Like Keanu uh, Terrell's development, Michael Walker's development. Like that's, I think that's been the main difference with why the defense is is better. Uh, you know, in in the second half of the season than they were in the first half. Like, yes, part of it is uh, more blitzes from Raheem Morris, and it's something we were calling for from the beginning. But, you know, I've said it from the beginning, like, Rahe- I, I'm not going to give Raheem Morris full 100% credit. He was still calling the plays in the first five weeks. It's not like he just came out of nowhere and, you, you know, just was parachuted into Mercedes-Benz, like, stadium uh, as the, the new head coach. And he's like, all right, now, now, I, like, now I'm going to fix everything. Like, uh, I, I'm still of the mindset that we, we need a completely clean house from this coaching staff moving forward I, I don't want a single one of them here next year not one like I don't want them cleaning the like locker rooms at, at uh, 
uh, a flowery branch. Yeah, they don't even it, get it, that, you know. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah. You want to fire the janitors too? In a year? No, 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 the, no janitors the janitors are, okay. are fine. The janitors do a fantastic They're job. Innocent, I'm just yeah. talking about the coaching staff. Yeah, like just the staff, the like staff. like the ticket sellers and like the the stadium staff and everybody else that's like tangentially related to the yeah. Falcons but doesn't make football decisions. You guys yeah, are great. I love like, those guys. Yeah, love those love guys. You guys. You know, yeah. The cheerleaders are great. Yeah. They do a great job. Yeah. The guy in the men's locker in the men's bathroom right now that's trying to get up that that vomit off the floor. <laughs> Right, yeah, there's probably a lot of that after these games. Just like, oh! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel sometimes watching this team. So I can only imagine people that pay to go see it live, you know. It's, it's going to be rough, but... Um, what? And then wants me fired. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, this is a show no, no, for no, no, the no. people, okay? No, I, I, yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, those, those guys can stick around for a, for a long time. You know, it's just Cutter, Albrick. Yeah. Morris, can, can we say can we say those guys are the bright spot of the team so far this year? Well, they the, have the been staff, for the past three yeah. years. I mean, yeah, that staff, man, they work hard every week, brother. Like they put in the work. You know, I, every time I've been to the stadium, it's pristine. So all the stadium workers do a great job there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, the Mercedes Benz, it, it's impeccably clean. Yeah, and like honestly, that that press box food is the best press box food I have ever seen. And like, not that yeah. I not that I've been to that many press box. I've been to maybe like four, but like. They had like prime rib carved roast. They had like a cut it like a carving station in the press. This is the most like the r- most ridiculous spread I've ever seen. So shout out to the the chefs and everyone and who sets so that cheap up. Too. Yeah, it's like it's very. Yeah, I mean, it's the least Blank can give us for like putting this terrible product on the field. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it's very affordable. Uh, it is. So. Yeah, yeah. At least like once you get in, the, I mean, the tickets are expensive. But once you get in the door, you know, you can buy a hot dog and, and, and a coke, you know, for like a couple bucks. You know, so if free refills. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Atlanta United <laughs> games aren't, aren't that expensive. You know, it's a fun time. You, you go in there, you. You, you can eat like you can eat very well for five bucks very very well started to do that what's that have other stadiums started to do that to lower their profession uh, i honestly the, don't know the uh in atlanta the hawks did immediately after uh blank announced it so it was like after a year of the falcons doing it the hawks did, and shout out to all of the staff uh over at state bar marina they also do a fantastic job i i know some of the people over there i hope they're doing well um, but yeah, the uh, Hawks have been doing it for the past few years. Water's like a buck, a dollar fifty. Uh, food's very affordable. I don't know about the other NFL stadiums though. I remember, I remember when that was first announced. I remember feeling like, hey, they might have, they might have started trend a little bit around the NFL because that's, I mean, that's that's yeah. the advantage when it comes to that particular aspect. Yeah, I mean, for you, yeah. For a game spend just twenty bucks, and you may get a you know a couple hot dogs and a couple beers. Like right. That. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, if people want to come to a stadium and pay, like, $20 for, like, 
a lot of food and like a bunch of craft beer that's fine but like a lot of people it's like the tickets are so expensive like when you get there you just want to have a hot dog and a soda and not spend like $15 like this ain't a damn this ain't this ain't freaking Walt Disney World okay like I, I know if I walk into Walt Disney World I'm not leaving without spending $300 you know that's just how it is but yeah but like you know just give people an option and I mean, shout out to them, like, for that. Like, that was a nice decision. I mean, the tickets are still overpriced for the Falcons, but, you know. It... The Chick-fil-A is still closed on Sundays, right? Yeah, yeah. But the United plays. United doesn't play only on Sundays. Yeah, it's true. They, they do other events there, but, um, yeah, look, I mean. All I'm saying is, look, if I got to go there and watch <laughs> this team play on Sunday, like, at least let me get a chicken sandwich, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Put some, put some in the oven or something. You know, like heat that shit up in the toaster oven. You know, like right, yeah. Like I mean, those, those I know for a fact you can reheat those chicken sandwiches in a toaster oven, and they're just and they're like 90 percent of what they were fresh. Like I can stand, I can stand there in a press box and eat my chicken sandwich and watch. Yeah, you know, Sheffield get burned for eighty yards. Yeah, that'd be. I got that Chick Fil A though. Like it makes all the difference. It's like all right, well, you know, Sheffield's getting burned again, but like I got this spicy chicken. Oh, man, they blew another lead. But That's man, great. damn, that waffle fries hitting. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> Let me tell you, let me tell you. Last year when I went to that Falcons Rams game in the press box, the highlight of the day was the food in the press box. That you know, press box that game food, 37 man. to 7 or oh, whatever yeah. the hell it was. Matt Ryan got hurt. But, you know, that ice cream in the press box was absolutely impeccable. Yeah, dude, that I'm press box sure food is fine. You were putting, putting sprinkles on your ice cream <laughs> when Devontae Green was getting jacked up by Aaron Donald, right? Like, yep. you were just. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, absolutely. You, you, you know, oh, well, we had a punt blocked. All right, let me just, you know, take another bite. You know, you know, oh, no, this is so sad. While I eat this prime rib carved off the bone for me. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, I wonder if that's media manipulation. You know, it's hard for media to write these, like, really spicy takes when they're just, like, getting wined and dined by the team. But... Yeah, they're, they're just feeding me, you yeah, know. You know it's hard for me to be mad. Happens, they, yeah. just put, they just put some food in front of me. More, more shrimp, sir? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to be like that mad at the team when they're feeding me so well. So well, well, well I see you what know, you're doing, really Falcons. That bad. Yeah, I see what they're doing. It's very smart, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, no. I mean, no, seriously. Like the yeah. So you know, shout out uh, Atlanta Falcons. You know, please give us credentials again. You know, next year. Like right. obviously, obviously this year. You know, with with COVID, like I understand, but like next year, you know, please. Next year, please. Yeah, yeah, but um. I mean, like, to get back, you know, the, you know, this food talk is very, you know, nice. But to get back to the team, you know, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do think we saw some very positive things. But then we saw also some very, like, not positive things in the second half, right? Like, it was like, I mean, it's basically the story of this team is, like, we, this team can play like a Super Bowl contender for a half, but that second half is like really bad. Like it's real bad. Like I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of positive in that second half. I'll admit, even with the test down drive, they had like that drive was fine. But like, it, but like it, this is the problem with this team is like Dirk Cutter just runs out of plays. Like it seems like after they run off, like if they have to get off their scripted plays, and he just has to like legitimately call a game, he is awful. Like he has no feel whatsoever for NFL play calling. Now, it's fine if they can script some plays and get those practice plays down. And, like, Brian was really sharp on those plays. Everything was going great. But, like, the problem with Dirk Cutter is that if they get off script, if they get off script even a little bit, like, if that first and ten pass is incomplete, it, it goes to shit. The whole thing. Like, 
And that's how you know he's not a good offensive coordinator. Because if you're... you're going to a second and ten run. Yeah, it's going to be a second and ten run. Like, he uses second down as, like, a, a maintenance down. It's like, okay, let's get a few yards here so I don't have to try to call a third and ten. Like, no, try to get first down. Like, the Falcons are so goddamn bad on second down. It's ridiculous. One thing one thing that I'm seeing, and this is really troubling, and we pointed this out plenty of times before, but, man, when this team gets punched in the mouth, like, it's literally... You literally can see both sides of the ball are looking around, saying, "All right, man, who's gonna, who's gonna punch back?" It's, it's like, again, I don't know what it is about this team, but when that happens, yeah, when when a team says, "All right, enough is enough," and we're gonna punch them right in the mouth, like no one responds. Like that's the troubling thing. No one, offense, defense, even special teams, no one responds. Yeah, that's yeah. really trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they haven't been responding for years. You know, it's it's a reflection of the leadership. You right. know, they, they panic. You know, yeah. they, they panic as soon as something goes wrong. It's like, uh, you know, not not to compare football to like you, you know to war, but you know, it, it, it's an art of like you know one side versus the other. In in like let's say a war, you look to, to your generals for guidance for leadership, and if your generals are out there panicking and you know they don't know what to do then, you know, the entire unit is going to fall apart. And that's that's what's been going on with the Falcons for years. And that's why, that's another reason with this coaching staff. I say it every single week. This coaching staff has developed this culture of being losers, you know, within this team. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to change that culture overnight. You can't just change it by saying tomorrow, all right, we have a new culture, guys. You know, <laughs> it, it's changed. Here, here's a new here's a new T-shirt, new Falcons culture. It's You have to rip it out root and stem and the way to do that is to completely clean house and they it was a good start by firing quinn and dimitrov but now you have to complete it you have to complete that process you know what i mean get rid of rich mckay for all i care too like what what the hell is he doing hopefully i think the best thing we can we can do at this point is hopefully that blank is seeing what we're seeing when it comes to that like hey you know i fired i fired quinn i fired dimitrov but the problems still are persistent. They're still there. The same issues. So maybe it's more scrubbing that we need to do. Um, and it, it's a lot of the teams that you see that are consistently in the playoffs, Green Bay and Pittsburgh and, you know, the Chiefs and, like, those teams, Seattle, when they get punched in the mouth, they respond. Like, that wakes them up. Yeah. And you see a completely different team. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And the thing, it was like that for the Falcons under Mike Smith, too. Like, you know, you, you saw it against, uh, they were having their way against the 49ers in that uh, NFC Championship game. And as soon as the 49ers started to punch back a little bit, they folded. So, you know, what's, so what's the common denominator? Then? It has to be. Like, what's the common denominator in, in, that, in that occurrence compared to this? Right. Weak I mean... defensive head coaches who don't know how to finish games. And who are n- not aggressive enough? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I th- at the NFL level. I think the philosophy is part of it, right? Like um, this defense, like the defense can win us games. Like it's hard for Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, whoever, to be like, I'm not going to follow my instinct, which is I can trust my defense. Like they just don't. Like they they always trust their defense. Like that's why we see them rushing three so often. It's like, oh, I trust my coverage. These guys are going to do what they're supposed to do. No, no, you're fucking stupid. Like they're not going to cover right. Like this this we have the worst some of the worst coverage in the NFL. Like 
We have our pressure rate is fine. Like we get a decent amount of pressure. We don't generate a ton of sacks because the coverage is really bad. But like this defense has more than enough pressure to force Aaron throws and do things like that. But with these defensive head coaches, it's like they just want to go conservative and then let the defense like close it out. And like that's not that's not 2020. That's not that hasn't been the NFL for like eight years. Like so. That's part of the problem, I think. But and, and another thing that was a big problem, uh, when Dimitrov came in in 2008, he had his dumb little filter <laughs> of, all right, guys, we're, we're only going to get guys who have purely squeaky clean records, <laughs> you know, a bunch of choir boys who, right. you know, four-year starters who are captains <laughs> on their team who yes. don't have any, like, you know, attitude, any, like, off-the-field, like, stuff. Like, that, that's not football in football you you need some dogs you know in football you need some guys who are like who are assholes yeah like yeah. you need guys who are going to go out there and who you know you don't want anyone dumb you don't want anyone like Bontez Burfitt no, out there you don't like want like guys. literal bad like you don't want bad people but like people that are abrasive aren't necessarily bad people like you got a, you got a pass rusher that's you know you got a couple of DUIs under his belt all right, I can live with that. No, well, we're not condoning drinking and drinking no, don't and drink and drive. drive. Yeah, if he has, if he has a little rugged pass, you know, I can. I yeah. can but then, no offense, please don't take. I'm not. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna take this wrong. Depending, <laughs> you're depending your pass rush on a guy that wants to start a mega church. Like, <laughs> maybe he's more interested in doing that than you know. Play football. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Get get me someone who's gonna be an asshole who's gonna play between the whistle and you know do some extracurricular like a little bit afterwards. Like you know, give yeah. me someone like a Quentin Nelson, a Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Re- remember in, in 2013 when uh it, it was like a big story and Arthur Blank was pissed off about it too when the Saints Kenny Vaccaro had that super late hit on Matt Ryan in New Orleans and then everyone on the offensive line was just like. <laughs> standing around no one was like helping him up yeah, it was just yeah. like all right guys let's go to the next play like no you need some especially with your franchise quarterback you need someone who's going to go out there and who's going to like and who's going to knock Vaccaro on his ass after that right. play even you need if some it does inside a 15 yard penalty and not just like edge rusher like you need like like you need a balance of personalities on your team you can't just have all one or the other like you need you definitely need the high character leader guys that are like gonna you know you need the alex max right the guy that's gonna come in here and like hold me like hold me back hold me back alex max gonna hold you back every time like that that's who he is and that's great but like we need more like we need a a wow a diverse group of players on Uh, on we do and the uh, i just want to make an example the first time uh the proudest i've ever been of jake matthews on this falcons team and you know jake matthews is is great he's not someone who makes any headlines you know off the field and stuff but I remember it was uh, the 2016 season, that game in Seattle, when uh, uh, when that uh, holding on Julio Jones, that pass interference wasn't called. But before, earlier in that game, um, it was Michael Bennett was absolutely like nailing Matt Ryan after the whistle every single time. And the referees were absolutely allowing it. Every time Bennett saw he could get away with it, and every time Matt Ryan threw the ball, a second later, Bennett would go and absolutely like crush him. So it got to the point where I think in the third or fourth quarter, Jake Matthews had had that like uh, had that very low block on him where he absolutely took out his knees, and Michael Bennett was out for the rest of the game. And Bennett was talking about afterwards how you know he wants to fight yeah. Jake Matthews or whatever. But I remember that. 
like that that's what I'm talking about where you want you need someone who between the plays is going to defend your quarterback right. and Jake Matthews did just that like yeah it, it was a legal play I don't know if it was the cleanest play you know <laughs> probably not clean you know but. yeah it wasn't clean but you know Michael Bennett was completely dirty that entire game yes. and you know he deserved to have his legs taken out from under him and you know Jake Matthews got the job done. Like Matt Ryan wasn't getting hit after that. Right. After the whistle, that's what happens, man. Like I'm, I'm a guy. You know, I, I look at certain teams and certain players, and on the defensive side of the ball, I want, I want jerks. Okay, I want guys <laughs> that will sack their mom if it's fourth down and the game's on the line. Look, that's mom, I'm sorry, but it's time. Look, yeah. At that, at that Thanksgiving, like you know. And like yeah. like like football game, you know, you you go out there and yeah. you sack your mom on fourth down. And, and I'm not talking about this, you know, inner football. I'm talking about like you hit her and plant her into the ground and put all your body weight on. Like that's what I need on defense. Those <laughs> are the guys I need rushing after the passer. Yeah. And they don't have that. And I noticed that for a while. And and you know, Adnan brought it up. Like they have a bunch of choir boys on this team, and they've done it for so long. And it's like, man. They're really drafting the same pedigree type of players in the locker room. They're drafting guys that were just scholar, you know, for the most part, Boy Scouts in college. Mm-hmm. And they just and it's this is what it translates to. Yeah. That when you get yeah. when you get you know, you get kicked in the nuts, it's like, man, who's gonna respond? Like that's that's so troubling. It really is. And like Kevin said, it's not you don't want one extreme or the other. The Falcons have this one extreme. You yeah. also don't want that extreme of, you know, everyone is like, is like on the Bengals a few years ago where, <laughs> you, where you saw them literally cost the Bengals that playoff win against the uh, the Steelers because it just kept being late hit after late hit. You want that middle path balance of, you know, it, it's great to have some of these like squeaky clean guys for the locker room, but right. you also want some of these assholes for on the field and, you know, you hope that it's the correct mesh. Like, you know, the great teams have those guys. Like, look at the 85 Bears. Those guys were like – there was a bunch of assholes on that team. That's (laughs) the greatest defense of all time. Even look at the Seahawks. I mean, look who, you know, at their quarterback position. You know, it's a guy like Russell Wilson. But, you know, Russell Wilson's not one of – to me, he's not one of those type of guys that is just going to, you know, get in your face and tell it like it is. And he doesn't care. Like, he's – he kind of sort of fits – sort of the choir boy mold right. but you had that locker room full of guys like earl thomas and cam chancellor and richard sherman jerks and it meshed it messed well they won a lot of games yeah, yeah. like that's just that's i i i know for sure that's what this team needs regardless what scheme they play with that's what they need they need guys in that locker room that are just going to say we're going to get this damn win today I don't care what happens. We're going to yeah, and, and the other thing, I know someone in the chat mentioned Jalen Collins. Like, Jalen Collins wasn't good. You you need these assholes who are good. Like, you need them to be good football players, too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's important. You know, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, you can't just have have an asshole out there who just, like, sucks. And it's like, all right, bro, like, what, what are you contributing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, Tack is a jerk, but. <laughs> but he also sucks. He can't well, play. Yeah. He can't stay on the field. Like, he's, right. he's always hurt. Like, it's. Yeah, yeah. No one cares about that when you're on the sideline with right. the warning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got some donations to read off, so we should de- definitely need to get to these. Um, all right. First of all, George Costanza with the $5. Again, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Uh, so who is the opposite of Fowl- Fowler? Uh, Jesse Tuggle or Keith Brooking, if you had to pick? 
What do you guys think? I don't know. I mean, like, like yeah, who's, the, who's like the polar opposite? Like somebody who's like actually going to go out there and bust ass and like get get the stats, you know? Um, um, I'll, I'll go with Tuggle also because Tuggle was super cheap. Yeah, like, Tuggle yeah. was an undrafted free agent, right, and right. Fowler is costing us an arm and a leg. Yeah. That's so true. if you're looking at the exact opposite, oh, I'm going with Tuggle on that. Yeah, one. yeah, I, I totally agree. Tuggle played with a chip on his shoulder. Oh, he did, he man. Did. Yeah, he was hardcore. Like I actually went like Tuggle was way before my time, but like I I went back and like watched some of his best games just because like he's so ingrained in Falcons culture. Like I feel like everyone everyone who who wants to be like a, a real like well-rounded Falcons fan should definitely go back on Game Pass or whatever you have and just watch some of Tuggle's like best games. Matt, that dude just busted ass like every play uh he worked his way up from being an undrafted free agent and really just you know just killed it uh one of the one of the best falcons ever uh but george also says he he wore 58 because he grew up loving the hammer he'd be a hall of famer if he wasn't in atlanta uh if he were a cowboy or 49er he would have been first hallet uh, a, lot, a lot of guys would mike ken as well you yeah. know it, it's a lot of guys who are getting you know hoed because they're not because yeah. they were falcons yeah yeah Top 10 linebacker all time, criminally underrated. Yeah, I agree, George. I mean, Tuggle just never got what he deserved because he played in Atlanta, and that, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I don't think Nobis ever ended up in the Hall of Fame either. No, did that one's even, I mean, that one's just as egregious, honestly. Like, it, it's crazy. Uh, all right, we got, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I think Humphrey, Humphrey got in over him, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, Claude Humphrey did. He was the only, like, Falcon. Yeah. Uh, you can count, like, you know, Tony Gonzalez, who went in as both a Falcon and a Chief. Uh, I don't think Dion went in as, like, a specific, like, one team. Right, right. So, that I mean, that counts. But, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Humphrey's probably the one that's, like, the biggest, you know, Falcons, Falcons-centric Hall of Famer. And, like, Matt Bryant probably will be. Morton Anderson kind of was another, another one that was kind of split. But definitely had his most memorable years with the Falcons. So there's some of them out there, but you know, we'll probably see, I mean, Julio almost certainly Matt Ryan probably uh, will also be like big time, you know, Falcons, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they'll have some guys. Um, we got Corey Carter with two donations. The first one, $5 brother. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, so he says in 1998, the way the Falcons paused the loser culture was to go to San Francisco and play a close game after getting blown out by them a countless number of times. From there, we went on to 14-2. and two. The difference is the confidence was built with that victory. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that certainly did spur the rest of their season on. I mean, like, again, that was kind of before my time. Like, I was, I was a little children at that point. But, uh, you know, I do remember that season because it was a season, you know, it was a rare thing at the time, the Falcons actually being good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they just went on a huge roll, and they just uh, dominated. Uh, and the, you know, no one expected them to beat the Vikings that year either. That was pretty crazy. Uh, Morton Anderson killed them. So, um, no, they, they still talk about that game in Minnesota the way we talk about uh, Super Bowl Fifty One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we had that. You know, that was probably that. That was you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, our team's like shining moment that they got shut down. But uh, when let's see, what when was it? Was it last? No, it was uh, twenty seventeen when Minnesota came to Atlanta and beat them. Um, in that low scoring defensive game, I actually had a min- I had, actually had a Vikings fan come back and say, you know, that was for <laughs> the, 90, the '98 win and the Michael Vick win. I was like, like 15, 16 man, years grudge, ago, man. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, we're over that. Yeah, they still hold a grudge about this. 
No, I mean, I mean, you have to look at it from their perspective. Like that Vikings team in '98 was going to win it all. Like, not our fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they should have gotten it done the same way we should have gotten it done in like Super Bowl Fifty One. But like that team, like they were, you know, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, they they were going to win it all that year, and you know, they lost because their automatic kicker who hadn't missed a single kick all year missed like a thirty yarder. Yeah. And right. like what? Like uh, three guys got arrested for prostitution or something? Oh shit! Really? Who? In '98? Or wait, what? What year are you guys talking about? Did I? Yeah, in '98. Yeah, didn't Ooh. didn't a bunch of guys get busted? Like the the the, the night. Are you talking about, you talking about the boat the boat incident, right? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like 2000 or something. Like oh, that. maybe not. I don't know. I think '98. Like uh, I can't remember who it was, but yes. Yeah, it got... was. Uh, it, it, it's slipping my mind. The safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the safety. Corey Davis. Was it Corey? But no, no, no. Before the Super Bowl, uh, it's literally a blank. Yeah. Eugene Robinson. Yes. Yeah, Eugene Corey Robinson. Got Eugene like... Robinson before the Super Bowl got arrested for soliciting a prostitute. Yep. Yeah. That's who so was I'll... an undercover cop. Yeah, I'll so, always you know, blame that. that. Oh, that was later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was uh, you know, we had that going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's rough. That's rough. You know, that's that's a pretty typical Falcons. It's like, yeah, man. Like you could have waited till after the game. Like win the Super Bowl first, then go get the prop. Yeah, yeah, get, what get you, it what afterwards. On that celebrating the too, Super Bowl. celebrating too soon. Four? Yeah. Celebrating way too soon, man. Bro, oh. don't you have more important stuff to worry about like right. that night? Why isn't he the studying night? his playbook? You know. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody the night before. I don't want to talk to my mom. I don't want to talk to my kid. Nothing. Leave me alone. The night before the Super Bowl, leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah, get the prostitute later, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just wait, man. You know, keep it in your pants. Yeah, literally. We're, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not uh, condoning prostitution either on the Falcon. No, no, that's mm-hmm. definitely not what we're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. Definitely not. Yeah. Totally you know, not. We support, you know, sex workers. You know, legal sex workers. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you guys. Yeah. To those, you know, the yeah. legal one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, gone off the rails. Yeah, we got off the rails. Okay, so we got another donation to read. Yeah, that's uh, Corey Carter again for five dollars. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, yeah, he's basically hammer home the point uh, that confidence is really important. Yeah. Dave is totally going to fire us. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Dave doesn't watch the show. <laughs> Dave doesn't watch yeah. the show. We can say whatever we want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in 2016, the last quarter of our schedule was soft, and we built confidence from there. We were seven and five at one point, coming off a pick two to Eric Berry. The confidence is the difference. This team hasn't had it had it since the worst collapse in sports history. Yeah, I mean, well, can you blame them? I mean, no, let's be honest. It's really hard to come, you know, overcome something like that. But uh, it really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah. It's it's doable, but at the same time, it's like, can you really? expect the team i mean the bills haven't overcome losing four straight super bowls no no do you really expect the team to overcome something like that like immediately i don't know i mean it's been a while now uh, yeah. ironically like their best season after that was the year right after right 2017 it was, uh, 2017 and that was so impressive that was the most impressive coaching performance of dan quinn's career to to be able to motivate that team into 10 wins after what had just happened because the super bowl hangover is absolutely yep. real Definitely, yeah, it is. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that the Falcons can't overcome that, but I'm what I'm saying is basically that it's probably going to take another regime, which yeah. you know they're in the middle of doing now. It's probably going to take another regime to do so to wipe away that. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily surprised that this team is still kind of suffering from that. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's it's a rough situation, um, and it's it's always hard to overcome something that difficult, like. Yeah. It, like, if you think it was difficult as a fan, 
multiply it by like a hundred, and that's what it is for like a player or a staff you, member. You, so you watch the game today. How many times was that referred to? Right. Like, a, well, anytime the Falcons are in the same room as Tom Brady, it's going to be referred to. But you know, how many times was that referred to on television? So just imagine how how many questions the players heard this week about that. Mm-hmm. How many times they heard that in press clippings this week? Yeah, and how was it that off season? Like yeah. after that Super Bowl, like that was the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, rough, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. It is, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, like like Eric was saying, um, the Falcons, I believe, are you know saddled up for the uh, the fifth pick uh, at four and ten. They can go uh, you know six and ten at best. Um, you know, they do it, Michael Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, you don't think they're going to draft – I mean, they're going to draft a quarterback, almost certainly. My, my thing is this, okay, I'm saying Michael Parsons because I'm assuming they're going to go in the top five, and I don't think outside of Fields and Lawrence there's a top five pick at quarterback. Right, but, like, if they I want one – I do think Lance is a first-rounder. I do think Zach Wilson would be a first-rounder. But for them to be taken in the top five, I don't know. Yeah, but yes. quarterbacks always uh, they, have their stock increased leading up to the draft. They do. They do. Yeah. They I do. mean, it's it's really just like if they don't – like if they like Lance or Wilson, they will take them at five yeah. because I, they I'll can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, in terms of overall value, maybe not the best. but it's just... I'll, I'll say it a million times between now and the draft. I would much rather see a trade back, like ideally a trade back. Absolutely. You, you get a desperate team to give you – future first and whatever else is here for a quarterback and i mean i would not uh, i like the idea of giving a second rounder for sam darnold if we if we, if we want to go that route yeah i mean that is intriguing yeah. to me what about what about Dwayne haskins eh, i don't know i'd probably rather have darnold but like i, I don't know I, I, have, i'd rather have darnold rather too have darnold. i wouldn't give a second for haskins yeah i mean if we want to throw like a fifth for haskins sure would you would you trade for Dwayne Haskins? I mean, better I would trade like a day three pick for Dwayne. Like, I I don't know that I would really feel super comfortable with that. Like in terms of a team building strategy, but like I would trade a a, a day three pick for Dwayne Haskins as like maybe a backup or a you know potential future starter. But like he just hasn't shown me enough in sp- even in have, spurts. And what has Dwayne shown? Well, I mean, you know. I don't know. Alex Smith looked good in that offense. Like, has Dwayne Haskins really done much otherwise? Like, like in Ron, like since Ron Rivera's taken over, not with whatever crap was going on there before. But they haven't given I mean, him I'm, a fair I'm, shake. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying Donald wouldn't be a good trade. I'm just saying, okay, what, what has Donald showed at this point to say, man, you know, we can trade a day, a day two pick for him. Like, he hasn't really done a whole lot in New York. Now, granted. Yeah, it's because he, I think he's bogged down by Adam well, Gase. Adam Gase is like the only offensive coordinator that's like consistently week to week worse than Dirk. But at least, at least with Haskins, Haskins is dealing with an organization. He's dealing with a with a, a front office right now, and he's dealing with a coaching staff that didn't want him. Right. So that's part of it, certainly. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, Darnold Darnold took this Jets team to seven wins last year. He was seven and six as a starter last year, and I mean, coming out of college, Darnold was you know, considered one of the guys. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, he was, he was a third overall pick. Fair the enough. Jets went up. Haskins, Haskins only had that one year. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I'd i rather have Darnold, and, I, and I'd be totally comfortable with the second rounder, because I feel like, honestly, like, it would be a coup if the Falcons could trade for Darnold before the draft, 
then I, or maybe after I mean maybe during the draft even but it's like you you the Falcons you know trade for Darnold like they they, they trade back from five to like 11 with San Francisco because San Francisco's at 11 right now um, San Francisco can get Trey Lance or whoever they want and then the Falcons pick up you know an additional second this year maybe they also get a first next year and then they trade you know one of their seconds for Darnold and it's like two birds, one stone. Like you get some extra picks. Now, I just you know the fans need to realize like we're saying this, but it's, of course it's not a guarantee that they can trade back. You know because it's gonna it's gonna take a, a team that's willing to dump a bunch of picks. Yeah. You know you're not you're not gonna trade back for one or two picks. You're probably right. gonna try to trade back for a first next year, maybe a second, and anything additional on top of that. Yeah. But there's um, a lot of teams. I mean, like San Francisco, Denver. You know. If they were to execute that trade for Darnold, I would love for that ex- for that trade to happen after they trade back. Yes. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you trade it back, you cooped a second round this year, second round next year, a, a first next year also. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. And you get now 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 you can just go defense. Right now you. Yeah, because they'll still probably have a pick of you know a good defender in that range. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, probably not going to be Sertan or, or Caleb Farley or Rousseau or Pay, but they'll have you know they'll be able to get somebody there. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm into that. I think that's a possibility. Um, yeah, maybe Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Hell yeah. How about Najee Harris, brother? You guys ready? Devontae Smith. I'm I'm look. I'm down with Harris in the second round. Yeah, sure. I'm down. You know, with that. If he's there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, especially in an Arthur Smith offense. Yeah. You look. You can't sit here and tell me they couldn't use a, a Najee Harris today. And they he could, could be. He could be our Derrick Henry. They could have used a Najee Harris today. Matt Ryan threw the ball forty nine times. Yeah. So, yeah, but Todd Gurley got negative one. Well, that's a damn shame, they man. Just look, to look, use hey, bro. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, hey, I, I I got more rushing yards than Todd Gurley today. <laughs> I, <laughs> technically, technically, <laughs> we all did. We're all better than Todd Gurley today. Yeah, man. For for half of what they're paying him, I can get negative one yard. Right. I can get as many negative yards as you want. You pay me that money. Sure. I'll, cool. I'll go I don't get even tackled. have to suit up and I'll get more yards. Terrible. <laughs> and if he hurt, why is he playing? Yeah. I mean, he's just I don't, been I don't, want, to, I don't want to hear, oh, he's he's not 100%. Why is he playing? Yeah, he's trying to get that 13 uh, touchdown incentive. You know, <laughs> there's $500,000 on the line, Eric. There are. If he's not hurt, I mean, if he's hurt, and he's, you know, he's already dealing with the arthritic knee. Don't put him on the field, man. Yeah, he's if that's the excuse, but it's not that. It's it's. It better not be. It's that he's slow, man. He's, he's slow, and Dirk Cutter's offense I, doesn't well, know. I don't know that, but I'm sure the team yeah. is going to come out and say, man, he's, he hasn't really been 100%. Oh, you know, I'm just waiting for the straight from the beak, you know, where we hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been 100% in a month. Well, why the hell is he? Oh, man, we're just taking shots in this oh, one Oh, man, today, sorry, huh? sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. Beak, Beak, I like you, brother. We, we've had some good conversations. I, I, I like I like Beak, but, you know. We want to go to the games next year. Like, we need these credentials. Yeah, yeah. No, I like Beak. Matthew Tabeek is actually a really great guy. I've had some nice conversations with him. So, so yeah. is Will McFadden. Yeah, so is Will McFadden. Will McFadden's great. A lot of the people there are great. Uh, J- um, Jason Butt, very good as well. Yes, um, yes. We have some quality folks here. It's, it's you know, like I understand what you have to do. You work for the team. You can't write negative stuff. Like that's how it is. Like that's how that's how it works. Um, so you know, we understand. It's fine. But uh, yeah, it, it 
you know, guys, like, I, I don't know what else we could say. Uh, it, it's draft season. You know, they're 4-10. and 10. They've been eliminated from the playoffs. They haven't been good for a while. Uh, hey, Kevin, let me ask you a question. When you've been doing your mock drafts, have you been getting anyone saying, like, man, it's too early for this? I mean, not really. Um, I mean, oh. I think the last mock I did was not this week, but the week before, where the Falcons took uh, Trey Lance at, like, I think it was eight or something or seven. Um, I, remember, I remember I got those comments last year when the team was one and seven. It's too early for this. Oh, it's too early. Yeah, no. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think I started in like I think I started in like week thirteen this year, and it was like, oh yeah, no, it's you know, it's not too early. Yeah, no, no one was saying that. Yeah. When the team is one and seven, like, what is the best time? It's never too early. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're when you have seven losses, you can start mocking. Like that's free range. Yeah, I mean, I think when they were zero and five, it was free reign to start doing mock drafts. But I I waited a little bit just because I needed some time for content. But. Yeah, but guys, we, we really do appreciate everyone for hanging out tonight. Um, like I said before, uh, if you don't mind throwing a like at the video, that helps other people find us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. That also helps us out a lot. Um, thank you so much to everyone who donated. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. You know, George, our benefactor, Myth Randier for the big one, Corey Carter, uh, all kinds of folks uh, we're, we're pitching in tonight. We just uh, – Ken Ballard, Gary, Gary Stafford. Eli Amberson, everyone who everyone who supports the show, we um, you know even you guys like you don't have to donate to support the show. Like everyone who subscribes, everyone who likes, we we appreciate all you guys. Um, like I said before, we have our Patreon up now. Like maybe you'd rather just do something smaller um, to help us out. We have like tiers there for for all sorts of budget levels. Uh, you can unlock some exclusive perks on our Discord, get access to some early stuff. Uh, you know, ability to kind of weigh in on some of our content decisions. Uh, hit up Patreon, uh, check that out. Our Discord is open now for, for folks to, to come chat about the Falcons. Have a lot of fun there. Uh, and uh, we would just really appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting the show. Um, oh, George Costanza with the last second donation, brother. I was just about to start signing off. So you, you got it you got it in there at the very end. That was very clever of you. Industries. Yes. Uh, George Costanza again with the $5, brother. Again, thank you. Um, so George says, Lawrence and Fields are going one and, one and two. We could get Wilson at five, but Jamar Chase would add another element to our offense and widen our window. Yes, he would. I know you hate it, but tell that to the 12 teams that passed on Jerry Rice or 18 teams that passed on Moss. Hashtag one last shot. Hashtag one last shot. Man, I'm turning the draft off. (laughs) Eric's going to be on here. Hashtag hashtag give Eric an aneurysm. Yeah, Eric will just be like. You're going to give me one. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I don't think Eric would. I mean, like. If we're picking up five, I don't think we can take Jamar Chase. Yeah, but, but, but what do you mean? We can't. We can't. If we were picking like twelve, maybe I don't know. But but if if we were basing it off of the last time we saw him, like we did with AJ Terrell, right? It was that national championship game, and he went off. Like, yeah, you know, for as good as Terrell's been, you remember when what Jamar Chase did to him? Well, you know, I mean, by that logic, Jamar Chase, Hall of Famer. You guys are killing me, man. <laughs> They're just doing it because, you know, you're so against it, Eric. Totally against it. Yeah. Absolutely against it. <laughs> if, we, if we draft Chase, the running Chase is bad. Yeah, the know, because chase. I know how the fan base is, and if you drop enough seeds, like, they're going to take it and run away with it. Oh, yeah. And like, we're going to face Jamar Chase questions over the next few weeks. Like, no. 
no, we're not. Yeah, we just did a bit one time about Adnan being a Ryan hater, and now that's like an every week thing. So. I literally don't know where that started. <laughs> that's what happens. You gotta be careful. Matt Ryan comes on the field now. He just he hates everything about Matt Ryan. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey bro, I'll I'll just run into Matt Ryan one day because Matt Ryan watches the show, of course, of course. in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just run into Matt Ryan on the street one day, and he'll just punch me in the face. You guys <laughs> didn't like, know like in the group chat last week, Adnan actually sent us a video of him burning a Matt Ryan jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I, I will never waste money on a jersey like that. Like, oh yes, exactly. I he will would never waste money like that. You can't put this out. You can't let the fans see this, man. Hey, hey, yeah. the, those jerseys are $110. I, I, oh, I don't yeah. care if it's. Yeah, yeah, I I don't care if it's a Dante Fowler jersey. I would right. not burn that. Vic Beasley jersey, man. I would keep that. You know. Yeah, please. I'm washing my car with that. <laughs> yeah, a nice Ray Edwards jersey. Right, exactly. You can repurpose it. Just don't, you know, <laughs> don't burn it. You know, that's just. That's I've just never a waste. understood people burning jerseys. It's just like, a waste, man. Yeah, you're just making yourself look dumb. Oh, there you go, Mitch Randier. Yeah, uh, draft draft Jamar Chase, move Russell Gage to quarterback, and then groom him as Ryan's successor. I, Gage is the best uh, passer on the team. There you go. See, there's news for Adnan's ears. Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't you know I wasn't thinking of that, but that's great. Trying to get rid of Ryan anyway. So, yep, I mean, yep, yeah, that makes sense. That's it's clever. All right, guys, we do appreciate you tuning in. Seriously, uh, like I said, like and subscribe. Check out our other stuff in the show description if you are so inclined. Uh, but otherwise, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We've gone a bit late today. Uh, I know you guys have stuff to do. So, first of all, I want to thank Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way on Twitter. Uh, Adnan, anything you're working on you want to plug? Anything you want to sign off with? Um, fantasy article is going to go tomorrow night. Uh, rest of the NFC South article sometime tonight. And, yeah, I, I may write an article about how Young Wake was the best kicker in the, in the game because, you know, another two-for-two two broke Matt Bryant's record. We've been on for, like, an hour and a half almost and we didn't even mention young waku breaking matt ryan's franchise record for field goals and moving to eight for eight from 50 plus yards whoops sorry <laughs> yeah we're, we're too busy talking about prostitutes guys also with us tonight eric robinson he is on twitter at underscore eric underscore i'm not robinson. here eric is not here <laughs> eric anything you want to plug anything you want to sign off with uh, yeah, man, you know, check out this week. I'm definitely going to have my key takeaways from this game. Uh, be on the lookout for that this week. And I will probably start cranking out another coaching search article this week as well. And I got one in mind that's been – I've seen this name floated around a little bit the past couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, all right, look for that, guys. It'll be interesting stuff. Um, and, again, guys, I am Kevin Knight, at Alcoholic Kevin on Twitter. Um, I will have, yeah, I mean, you guys, honestly, you guys really seem to like the videos we did on the channel this week. Um, I know I'm going to try to get some other folks involved like Eric and whoever else wants to be involved to do some like joint film reviews. I'm still working on like the mechanics of that, but we'll have some more content, some video content for you. Also be doing, you know, written stuff, mock drafts, all that good stuff over the coming weeks as you know, we're now, you know, a top 10, a top five, you know, pick top 10, pretty much guaranteed. So uh, we're going to be getting into more off-season talk, more free agency stuff, um, and we'll be back on Wednesday at 8.10 p.m. Eastern so we can get that one final you know, show in before Christmas. And then, again, we'll be back uh, to talk about the game post-game. So until then, guys, we do appreciate you tuning in. Check out all of our stuff. Look in the show description for those links. But until Wednesday, guys, enjoy the rest of your football Sunday. Enjoy your holiday week, and we will see you on Wednesday.